Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Unions are about to see a change in their fortunes. The Obama administration has increased the leverage of unions and the protection of workers. President Obama has often touted the benefits of labor unions and said thanks to their efforts, many Americans can now depend on a 40-hour work week, overtime pay, and a minimum wage. All of that progress is stamped with the union labor. All of that progress was fueled with a simple belief that our economy works better when it works for everybody. And during Obama's second term, the National Labor Relations Board has overturned precedents and issued decisions opposing class action waivers and employment arbitration, increasing corporate responsibilities for contractors and franchisees, getting graduate students the right to unionize, among other things. But a rollback of those rights is likely under President-elect Trump. The NLRB now has a two-to-one Democratic majority with two empty seats. When Trump fills those, Republicans will control the board. Our guests are Paul Secunda, a professor at Marquette University Law School, and Bloomberg BNA senior legal editor Larry Dubay. Paul, experts are predicting that a Republican-controlled NLRB will be rolling back Obama's labor initiatives. Do you agree? And if so, what will be at the top of their lists of targets? Hi, June. Yeah, I, I do agree. I do think that eventually, although there might be some delays with the nomination process, because obviously the Democrats have to um, confirm the, the appointments, there will eventually will be three Republicans and two Democrats. That's what you have in a Republican administration. And historically, there's been a pendulum shift back and forth. This might be uh, something that people who are listening don't understand, but unlike courts, which rely on precedent, the National Labor Relations Board has more flexibility in changing labor relations law. And so I think at the top of the agenda, you might see a pushback against graduate student unions. Uh, they just recently gave graduate students the right to unionize in the Columbia University case. Uh, you might see it harder to set up so-called micro uh, unions, small uh, unions under the specialty health care case. Uh, and you also might see uh, it harder to allege joint employer status, which, of course, has been a big topic under, under the Browning-Ferris case. Larry, it's Greg Store. Um, how much do we know or think we know about what Donald Trump thinks of the NLRB? Uh, on one hand, as a businessman, he's been, uh, you know, on the other side from the NLRB and the other side from unions. On the other hand, he has, in at least some points in the campaign, called for an increase in the minimum wage. What do we, what do we think? said very little about uh, labor management relations and virtually nothing about the NLRB. So uh, it, it is a little hard to tell uh, where he'll be coming from in, uh, in making nominations and appointments to the board. Uh, but, uh, you know, no matter how far he is, to the right of center in selecting people to fill key slots at the uh, at the labor board, there's clearly going to be a change, and some of it could come very quickly. Some of it may take a little longer to accomplish. 
Paul, how much was the system tilted in the favor of workers and unions during Obama's administration? And what do you think about a reversal, slow or fast? Well, I don't think it was tilted in favor of workers at all. I mean, you're talking about a situation where in the private sector, which is the only thing that the NLRB deals with, you only have 6.7% unionization, which is minuscule to historical levels of 30 or 35%. So I think what you saw during the Obama board, which went from 2009 to now, 2016, was kind of a pushback against the George W. Bush board, which was very management friendly. So this is what I was saying before. This is just going to be the pendulum shifting back and making it harder for unions to organize, to bargain first contracts, and probably more difficult for them to take what we call concerted action for mutual aid and protection to uh, push for their rights. I, I think that a lot of this, as Larry was saying, is going to take some time because usually you need uh, a management company to file some kind of unfair labor practice or respond to an unfair, uh, unfair labor practice by a union, and then that case has to work its way through various levels of the administrative process. Uh, you start with the administrative law judge, then it goes to the NLRB in Washington, D.C., and then even then uh, parties have the right to appeal those decisions to the various appellate courts around the country. So this could be uh, a fairly long process, one, two, even three years. Larry, this is Mike Best. The the general counsel of the NLRB is also going to be leaving, and, and the president-elect will get a chance to replace him. How significant is it to be able to put his own person in that position? Well, that really is uh, its a key slot in the agency, and it is one that sometimes can move with more speed than the board because the general counsel has the authority to issue or not issue unfair labor practice cases in a variety of uh, uh, legal areas, and his decision not to issue a complaint is really unreviewable in the courts. So there's a lot of power in that job, and uh, he could make changes uh, much more rapidly than the board could uh, in a number of areas. For example, one of the most, uh, I think, disliked uh, board actions the last few years was the adoption of a rule that changed the procedure in union election cases. Whether that's really had an effect on employers and unions is uh, still being debated, but it's really uh, put a lot of pressure on employers to do things much more quickly in responding to union organizing campaigns. Paul. That was adopted through rulemaking. It'll take a long time to unwind it, but the general counsel does have the uh, the authority and the responsibility to guide regional offices. Paul, we have about 30 seconds here. What about rules like the new overtime rule that's set to double the salary threshold? Uh, that Can those be easily overturned by Trump administration? Well, no. First of all, they don't come under the National Labor Relations Board. They come under the Fair Labor Standards Act, so that's the wage and hour division of the Department of Labor. And the problem for the congressional Republicans is that the Congressional Review Act, which would have allowed them to overturn it with Trump's help, uh, has run out basically now. So they're going to have to pass legislation, uh, potentially, or new regulations, which, as Larry points out, takes a long time for, for notice and comment regulations to go through. I would expect a compromise as uh, instead of a complete repeal. 
appeal on the overtime regulation. Thank you both. That's Paul Secunda, professor at Marquette University Law School and Bloomberg BNA senior legal editor Larry Dubay. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, Trump is set to appoint the ninth Supreme Court justice, which will restore the court's conservative majority. How much of a threat will that be to public sector unions? This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.